How about this fucking team right here? Dustin Brown, short-handed for LA. Score! Here is Goligoski. He gets leveled at the blue line by Dowdy. Food for it, cheer for uh, Kind of like it. Richard throws it in front. Carter, score! some swagger. Push come to shove, we're going to get it done. This is for you, Kings fans, wherever you may be. Hey everybody, welcome to another Thanks Bud podcast. I am Chanel Berlin. And I'm Diane Fan. Good news today, actually. Today's game turned out to be pretty exciting. It started out like interesting, but kind of weird, but, but nice. And then we got a nice note with the Kings winning six, going 6 and 0 on their homestand. Yeah, it was a very interesting day game. Yes. Uh, usually for day games, you're just like, oh, they're, they're probably going to lose. Mm-hmm. But they won, and shit happened. <laughs> a lot of stuff happened. That Both game was good and bad. Also, like a, a strange, like I tweeted out that it was a slapstick comedy, but I mean, it was also a comedy of errors. <laughs> so Yeah, that picture of, or like the GIF, the screen cap, whatever you have, of uh, William's skate on. Who was it? Feligno? I don't know. I don't know. Remember. I think it was. And just them being dragged around together. Amazing. Was basically what was happening during this game. Oh. I mean, and later uh, Felino was hurt, Felino. but it sounds like he'll be okay. So that's yes. pretty good. Nothing too major. Kopitar also hurt in this game um, with an upper body injury, but Daryl Sutter doesn't seem to be too phased by it. No. In <laughs> As the answer for every single question that the media asked, the answer was... He's all right. He's all right. Regardless of what the, what the question, actual question was. Question is. <laughs> okay, so the Kings record now um, is 6-1-1. One, and one. They are second in the Pacific Division and third in the NHL. And I think that will remain true. There are still some games going on right now, but I think that'll be true even after all, all those games are finished. Points leader, we have a tie. Jeff Carter, 12 points. Tyler Toffoli, 12 points. Carter with five goals and seven assists. Toffoli with four goals and eight assists, but a little bit of an upset because Jeff Carter is not also the top goal scorer. Tanner Pearson, still like, I'll score all the goals. It's fine, guys. It's cool. He picked up two today. They've played eight games. And he has seven goals. (laughs) What a treasure. So, you know. What an absolute treasure. That's insane. This line is insane. And I think it was after Pearson scored his second goal where I just had this moment where I was like, I just... I just gotta sit here for a second because this is too much. We like clutched each other yeah. just a little bit. How do you deal with this? Like, I mean, everybody, you know, you try to be practical because Pearson's shooting percentage is still like 47% or like <laughs> almost 47%, something ridiculous. So, you know, like it can't last quite like this. But at the same time, I'm always, I, it's just watching them, like, it's amazing to watch them play. It's never like, they're playing silly, so they shouldn't be scoring goals. And how are they scoring goals? Right. They're not that great of a line. They're a great line to watch. They're really strong in their own end. And then, of course, both or all three of them have instincts to sort of get open and get shots on that. Like, Toffoli had two shots on goal. Or I think one was on goal one might have missed, missed yeah. when the game started. And, yeah, let us never forget that Tanner Pearson is currently a rookie, technically yes. speaking. And if you think that seven goals is quite a lot, you would be correct. Because he is leading the league in, uh, leading the league for the rookies mm-hmm. in goals and points. Uh, with he's got nine points. There you go. He's got points. nine points, and he has the most goals um, of all the rookie players. I think he's like third in the NHL in scoring. So you know, 
just bow down to Tanner Pearson. Also, I have, okay, here's the thing that I have noticed about Tanner Pearson. I was telling this to Diane earlier. He has a really interesting and kind of charming habit of anytime he's like done something good or somebody asks him a question that he thinks is kind of funny where he smiles and looks down. There are lots of shots, Tanner Pearson smiling, looking down on the bench, Tanner Pearson smiling and looking down at scoreboard feature videos. <laughs> but the way he does it, it always, it just makes me think of like when your crush tells you that they think you're cute or something so you like look down and smile <laughs> and kind of like bashful. laugh kind of bashful about it he looks like that every time and I, I don't i don't know i just find it endlessly charming you have to keep your eye out for it because he does it a lot and but because of that every time i watch him do anything i sort of wait to see if that moment is going to happen and then it also i was telling diane that it makes me think of that one direction song because the chorus of it has like some line about like you know when you smile at the ground like you don't know you're beautiful or whatever however it goes i can't remember i don't listen to one you're direction beautiful regular. tanner pearson but, you're beautiful. So I just have sort of that on a loop in my head whenever Tanner Pearson does anything great and then smiles down. So, you know. Tanner Pearson, One Direction song. Or I guess the audience yeah. for a One Direction song. Tanner Pearson, your top goal scorer. Um, he doesn't know he's beautiful, but this is what makes him beautiful. He's not the only one, though. And that line isn't even the only part of the Kings team that's doing really well. Gotta give some more credit to Jonathan Quick, who continues to be so on top of his game. And like today, um, Jim Fox, like we came back and sort of watched a little bit of the start of the game. Jim Fox is like, this is the best I think I've ever seen him play. So people are excited about Jonathan Quick as well. Multiple standing ovations for Jonathan Quick today on fantastic saves that he made against the Blue Jackets. Yeah, he was just so, so on top of it. In the game against the Sabres, of course, he broke uh, Rogie Vashon's shutout record. So now I think there are only two records of Vashon's that Quick has not broken, and that is, like, games played <laughs> and, <laughs> and like, time on ice or something, or, like, minutes or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Ones that you can't just, like, be good at. <laughs> right, They're right. just literal, like, you know, a holdout. Yeah. Like, play probably, here forever. We'll probably get to those, too, yeah. eventually. So good job to that guy. His save percentage is at 953. Now the Kings, of course, go on a road trip. So we'll see if they can keep it up there. I think... I mean, I thought they had a, not a slow start. They actually had a pretty good start to today's game, but it seemed like they still got better as the game progressed. Yeah. And overall, they're still outperforming what their possession numbers and stuff are. But they had a really great game against the Sabres, possession-wise, and they had another good game today against the Blue Jackets, again, despite losing Kopitar halfway through the game. So they're starting to look more and more like a Kings team that's very solid. Like, even though other lines aren't scoring, it seems like guys are still doing a lot of good work and gener- generating some chances. Um, I, I mean, props to Mike Richards, too, because I think he's he's one of those guys who is... His play is a little, a little underrated right now, maybe? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you can say underrated just because, I I mean, I guess, because we're all just expecting him to bounce back and score goals, but that is not always, you know, everything that needs to happen. Yes, he's not scoring goals, but he's still assisting in goals, and he's still, you know, hanging on to the puck, grabbing possession, so that, and helping other people. Team player. That Mike Richards. So, here's the thing that I don't even know if we have to consider, because Kopitar again might be fine, but... Assuming Kopitar takes any games out, are we looking at top line center Mike Richards? And are we ready for that? I'm so ready for it. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny. But what's, I mean, 
he's he's just not first line center anymore. Right. Like yeah. that's not something that you're like, oh yeah, of course. Like not to say that Mike Richards isn't a good player by any means. But, but he's not Andre Kopitar. Yeah. And he's not the level that he was like back in the day. Mm-hmm. So that'll be interesting. It'll be fun to see if it happens. I mean, just just storyline wise, of course, like you could already see people like, oh, he went from the fourth line to the first line. And they're going to be playing the Flyers this week. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, it has to happen. <laughs> if I don't want Kopitar to be injured. But if he is first or top line center, uh, Mike Richards against the Flyers, yeah. please. And then second line, Jeff Carter. Yes. And that 70s line against the Flyers. Oh, yes. I want that a lot now, actually. I don't, I don't even care if they win that game. I just want to <laughs> see it happen. Speaking of, you know, teams, uh, old teams of guys against or whatever like of course they played the blue jackets today um so jeff carter having four points in a game against the blue jackets always nice and Braden mcnab got his first point as a king while wearing jack johnson's old number and jack johnson was in the building also nice robin regeer with another point who is apparently robin regeer was great dangerous against columbus um it was on that to goal Mm -hmm. where he made an excellent I guess, drive just to, you know, get play to happen in front of the net. And Jim Fox actually went back to, you know, give him some accolades for that. So Gramps doing an okay job. Yeah. Got an yes. assist. I feel really good about it. Still getting that. points against the Blue Jackets. Good job. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. Especially because I personally do not like the Blue Jackets. <laughs> I refuse to. So... Watching them get embarrassed by people like Robin Regeer a little bit, <laughs> I feel quite grateful. Thanks, Kings. And one thing that the Blue Jackets are doing, or at least one member of the Blue Jackets are doing, that is not putting them in our good graces, although I do not hate them as much as uh, Chanel does, is that Scott Hartnell, why? What are you doing? Scott Hartnell Don't you? Bag. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. I was... Lay a hand on Martin Jones. So upset. How dare you? Yeah, we were both immediately up in arms about that because uh, all he did was just get pushed into the bench. Like, I, I don't know, maybe Jones said something, but even then, like, he control was yourself. His face. Was yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I don't even. What made him hit Martin Jones? Martin Jones like raised his arms to put them in front of yeah. his face because a dude was coming at yeah. him. And then Hartnell gets back on his skates, turns around, and punches Martin Jones. Like, those aren't pads for you to punch. Like, this right. isn't, like, a boxing uh, training or anything like that where you're supposed to punch it a few times. Yeah. And so that was interesting Settle because yourself. they didn't catch that on the broadcast right away. So, like, I guess we were kind of confused then when people saw, like, Nolan poke Scott Hartnell later and, you know, then Hartnell waved his stick at the bench like an idiot um, because we were like, Jordan Nolan was only fucking with him because he had just punched Martin Jones for no discernible reason so the game started off messy had some more messy parts in the middle but ended in a way I liked yeah which is important it was a very entertaining game yeah I really wanted a Tanner Pearson hat trick oh that would have been beautiful that would have been fun I just we've already said like the 70s line is really good but I just specifically to Tyler Toffoli and Tanner Pearson it continues to amaze me how good they are it's sort of predicting where one another is going to be and knowing instinctively like Toffoli said in the quotes after the game he was like I was just kind of tired on the ice so I lifted a pass out of there and I knew Pearson's a good skater so he got got there and he got a goal bell me out here (laughs) right yeah on the flip side or I guess similarly Dwight King for his goal was like (laughs) 
I didn't even look. Yeah. Let me be honest, I didn't even look. That was the best. It, in the building, everybody, like, the puck went in, and then there was a beat, and the light went off. And then the goal horn went off, and then people cheated. <laughs> because I was half perched up in my seat because people were standing and had their arms up, lights were on, and then you hear the horn. It was just the weirdest yeah. sort of like pause, like, did that? Right. Is that actually a thing? I don't yes. want to be the doofus who's yelling <laughs> right. when nothing happened and have to like sit down and be like, oh, just right. kidding. Also, because it was Dwight King, so it's that like, too. maybe it went... Sure, yeah, it it's did. in there. Excellent. Let's go <laughs> it's for a goal. this. But nicely done, also picking up some points. I also tweeted this out, but I feel like we're, as Kings fans, like, so spoiled. Like, it's weird to... I mean, I don't know. I'm, like, the first couple games where it was like, they should be really good, but they couldn't get things together, or even, like, later games, like the game against St. Louis where they were outshot and stuff. But then, like, watching a game today where, you know, they've had injuries already early in this season. You know, they had Kopitar go out halfway through this game, and still they're like, no, we got this. We know how to play the system well enough that we can just keep control of this game. And they have, like, offensive talent still, like Marion Gabrick, who was the big get, like, last season. Hasn't played a game in a little while. But the Kings are doing all right. Right. That's awesome to see. And it's nice because, not that I think that this is as great as it would be, not that I think this is going to last forever, but it's not like it's unsustainable, the, the, like, the type of playing that they're doing. Like, right, even right. with injuries, even when they're playing very well, there's still, you know, problems that they can work on, so that makes it seem kind of human and not like they're doing something, like, out yeah. of their minds, like, you know, playoff time and, like, oh, you that can't be replicated. So right. uh, it's it's good to see that, you know, this is just kind of who the Kings are, yeah. a really fucking good team. Yeah, like, even with the scoring, it might not always be um, Pearson, Carter, and Toffoli, but it doesn't mean that another line or other guys couldn't suddenly get hot and start scoring a bunch as well. So I think fundamentally what we've seen is that now they're starting to really get into the groove of their system despite lineup rotating and guys being out or whatever. Daryl Sutter said in one of his post-game um, quotes that he wanted to give them credit for essentially playing the last few games shorthanded because they've had guys who get hurt. They've had, of course, Slava Voinov come out of the lineup um, because of suspension. So yeah, they've had some early challenges and they seem to keep weathering them because again, like they have a hot line and also Jonathan Quick has been playing really well. So hopefully things will stay on this track now that they leave their building to see if they can also prove that they still have, they can do good work on the road. That's true because they've only played one one road game, yeah. and I barely call that a road game since it was in <laughs> right, Phoenix. Right. So they head on over to the East Coast to play uh, um, oh, East Coast teams. Uh, we've talked about injuries, but we should take some time to acknowledge someone who has returned to the lineup. Mazin, Mazin, Mazin. Eyebrows, eyebrows. <laughs> he had a weird hand injury, which at first they weren't really saying what had happened to him. But then, like, just before he came back, it was like, oh, he had some kind of hand injury. And, um... When he came back, he gave this weird quote that was like, yeah, I got cleared by the doctors. It's not 100%, but it's good enough. I don't want to hear that no, joke. No, that's not what you're supposed to say. You're supposed to say, I am completely better, and you go back on. Right. Even if you're lying, you you lie to us. <laughs> Just tell me you're okay. You're not supposed to be like, eh, it's, it's good enough. It's, it'll, it's fine. It'll do. Yeah, because I don't want to worry about them like rushing him back because of the fact that they have been a little shorthanded and whatnot with defensemen and they don't necessarily have the space to call somebody up or don't want to or whatever but he played 
20, a little over 20 minutes in the game against the Sabres on Thursday. And then um, he played 22 minutes in the game this afternoon. So they're not really easing him in, except for, I guess, if you put somebody on the ice against the Buffalo Sabres, it's probably like the easiest competition you could put them out on the it's ice It's basically against. like a scrimmage at your, like right. during practice. Yeah, you hear that, Sharks? <laughs> <laughs> so, so Aww, you know. We say this as the Sharks are currently winning and we'll probably break their losing streak but against the ducks but they couldn't beat the sabers so you know what does that say about the ducks it's the transitive property of (laughs) of shittiness this this makes total sense we will take this all back once the kings lose to like the hurricanes right right who are still winless they have not won a single they're the only two they have two points they're being worse than buffalo if I'm, like, Buffalo's GM, too, I'm, like, pissed about that. Like, really? <laughs> everybody knows what our plan is. <laughs> how dare you? But it's funny because turn. everyone talks about how, like, Buffalo is garbage right now. They are the worst team in the NHL. Meanwhile, flying below, below the radar. Because I completely forgot that Hurricane was, a, like, the Carolina Hurricanes yeah. were a team. Uh, let alone a team that has yet to win a game. But, uh, yeah. They're so <laughs> shitty that nobody even notices. Falling into That's the ocean. unfortunate. And we've seen, like, a little bit of stuff, like, with them talking about trades, which also another thing to sort of bask in is the Kings, despite having um, injury trouble or whatever. That's not something that they've had to think about. Yeah. So, but, you know, it's seven games in for a team like Carolina. It's already, they're already like, you know, do we have to trade Eric Stahl? Um, which seems like a bad idea. I don't know why you would necessarily do that. Unless, of course, you're thinking it's time to start blowing everything up. But both Eric Saul and Jordan Saul have been out. Jeff Skinner wasn't in to start the season. I think he's back now. Mm-hmm. But that seems bad for for them. Still in goalie situations. Yeah. But I guess at least the Edmonton is like, it's not us. Yeah. Woo. Edmonton has won a game. Things Edmonton. are looking up. I think Edmonton beat the Hurricanes like 6-3 recently. Jesus. So, you know, they're probably feeling okay. It's nice not to be the disaster. So forget, okay, I take it back. I never sent the Oilers a basket of any sort. Let's forward that to the <laughs> right. Hurricanes. Oh, too bad. But anyway, back here where it's great with Kings fandom and watching them play, Jake Muzzin, again, returned. Looks good. Um, and I, I am glad to see him playing with Dowdy again because, of course, they have become a very strong pair and a very fun pair to watch. Mm-hmm. Drew Dowdy. Watching Drew Dowdy is interesting because he's great, but at the same time, like, watching him shoot today, I'll have these moments where it's like, he always takes that minute to sort of pause before he takes a shot. Like, it's a big dramatic uh, <laughs> Yeah, thing. like, do you always have to do that? Just you take know that a shot. music is swelling in his head as he, like, lines up for a shot. Or, you know, his, like... Or sometimes he spins just a little Right, exactly. His like, I get fancy it. fancy spinorama to get away good. from people and then lose the puck yeah. or whatever. I mean, he's good enough that it's, like, you can brush it off overall. But sometimes I'm like, dude, come on. Yeah. Please. It's the funniest when he does, like, a little spinorama to get away from another person and just runs face first into someone else who's, like, right behind him. <laughs> but I think, you know, at least you can sort of tell that he's back to being comfortable again because he was sort of carrying... Uh, not that McNabb was horrible, but he was still having to sort of play a little differently, I think. A little safer, yeah, I think. Yeah. So, so now that Jake Muzz is back, he's like, spins for days. I got my partner, let's twirling do this. Twirling all over the place. <laughs> We're happy Drew Dowdy's happy. Uh, and not only was Drew Dowdy twirling, literally every player was twirling around on the ice today in today's game. No one could <laughs> stay on their feet for the life of them. Um, I swear, Tanner Pearson 
fell down so fell down much. so many times. So much. He was all over the ice, including sliding across it because he kept falling down. <laughs> Mike Richards was falling. Justin Williams was getting yeah, sh- uh, like checked scarily head yeah. first into the boards. Uh, apparently fine. Getting his foot caught in uh, someone's jersey. Shenanigans all around. But other falling too. He was sliding across the ice because he got tripped. Mm-hmm. It's great. Um, it was good though that at least like someone like Tanner Pearson got it together to. I I I feel like we have to take a moment to talk about how fucking great his first goal was because he's just so fast. And... I did not think that he was gonna beat like. Not only did he beat whatever Blue Jacket skater that was, he got a shot off accurately mm-hmm. so fast mm-hmm. that it was. I think the collective uh, exclamation from our section was just like, holy shit. Right, yeah. Is, and they were mostly yeah. old people. It was just... So this is what it elicited from them. It was a lot like that goal in the playoffs. Um, except for, I don't, it wasn't the goal that he scored. It was the one that Toffoli scored, right? But right, he had, but like, Toffoli was the one yeah, who yeah. gave the, the long ice pass mm-hmm. there. Right, yeah. Just so, so exciting to watch. He's so, he's so quick. <laughs> and everywhere. And again, again, because his second goal was this, he's... I am always fascinated by how he seems to kind of, he can be in on a play and still also somehow become like the late man in and like get that second opportunity and put it in the net, which is what he did on that second goal. Tanner Pearson is fascinating. (laughs) (laughs) He was drafted, you know, first round, what, 30th. Everybody else was like, "Eh, it's okay. We'll pass. That's fine. Yeah, it's fine with us. Yeah. Other guys who are injured, Trevor Lewis apparently is skating again, which makes me feel nice for him. That makes me feel very nice mm-hmm. for him. He did a limited practice. He skated with the group, but did not do full drills. And also, I was worried, even during this practice, because nobody mentioned it, but I was worried that Mary and Gabrick, like, do you guys remember last season when Matt Green got injured and then nobody heard from him for like weeks. Oh yeah, we definitely went, I think were we drunk or just tired maybe, went told this long story about how we thought he was like traveling through oh, time yeah. to like fix things. We or, were like, probably time not hopping. drunk at all. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, that he was like hopping through time or something like that. Yeah, so Marion Gabrick went on that trip for a while. He uh, just came back. See, okay, but the thing is... With Matt Green, you never really knew where he was because he doesn't have, like, a presence on social media. Right, yeah. At least now, with Marion Gabrick, he's Jeff Carter's, like, other significant other. Or is, like, double dating with uh, Jeff Carter and his wife. So you see pictures of Marion right. Gabrick, so you know that he's he alive. occasionally checks in. He's that he's in this time. Right. <laughs> in this timeline. In this timeline. No Very alternate good. timelines. But he finally also, after practice, um... Took some time on the ice by himself. So still no word on exactly when he'll come back, but at least he's skating again. So also don't really know what his injury is either. But it seems to be progressing. He might come back soon, which will be good because I think um, as good as Kopitar is, he like and as, as fine as like the wingers he has had and like they've yeah. rotated around are, like he's clearly, clearly Gabrick brings something yeah. to to that line and to Kopitar, you know, just being on Kopitar's wig. So excited to get him back so they can start mixing it up and making things happen again as well. Because Kopitar scored a couple of goals, on, I think both on the power play. At least one of them on the power play. Yeah. But, you know, more more with Gabrick, more stuff at even strength. Because I miss him. I, I can't lie, you. I forgot about him for a I was going to say, I forgot that people, well, when as people keep falling to injury because it's so long that yeah. they're gone. Like Jake Muzzin was gone for a really long time. Trevor mm-hmm. Lewis is still gone. Gabrick's gone. 
I kind of just and but the Kings are still doing well because mm. if it if it was one of those things where the uh, the Kings are losing, then it would just bring to the forefront that all of these players are injured. You're like, oh, you could have really used a Marion Gabrick to right do this that and another thing. Um, but since the Kings have been playing so well, it's like, oh. Like, there are other people that are better. Right. We're doing okay with this team, but there are other people that were injured. It'll just make it sort of feel like a holiday gift then when people get healthy again and they come back and it's like, oh, hey. <laughs> I forgot about you. <laughs> I've got a Gabrick now. It's like when you buy it. This is, it's like when you buy tickets to something way in the future. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Like, for example, the stadium series. Mm-hmm. I have tickets for it. It's in February. <laughs> It'll just be a happy surprise when it comes by because it's like, oh yeah, right, we're going to this you're here. That's what it'll feel like. We've um, purchased tickets for Marion Gabbert, <laughs> and eventually we will get to see him. And Exciting. what do we do? It's gonna be grand. So yeah, I have the same thoughts for Trevor Lewis. Like we've already said, we are waiting for Trevor Lewis to come back, and eventually when they play the Ducks, and John Gibson is in that, score a hat trick on him. Yeah. Or right now, I mean, Frederick Anderson also still relatively new to the NHL. It's true. Very new. So, Trevor Lewis, it's your time. Also, I predicted that Trevor Lewis would score goals in the double digits this year, That's, this season. That is true as well. Trevor Lewis, don't make me a liar. <laughs> but, I mean, come back when you're not injured. Right. Like, like yeah. let yourself heal. Take your time. But when you come back, you better be turning it on. <laughs> We're demanding so much from Trevor Lewis. Also, we can only call him Trevor Lewis. Do you realize this? Everyone else, no. you can say like they're just their name. last name or their first name, but he is Trevor. Lewis. He is Trevor Lewis. <laughs> you have to say the whole That's thing. It. So with him out, uh, another thing that it's, we have talked about—it's just like Matt Nieto from Long Beach. <laughs> you can't just say Matt. You can't say Nieto. You can't say Matt Nieto. It is Nieto. Matt Nieto from Long, Long Beach, Beach or from Long Beach, comma. Matt Nieto. Utah native Trevor Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> American hero Trevor Lewis. Slovenian prince Andre Kopitar. That's Everyone true. has titles. I don't know if we've ever talked about how we routinely call Andre Kopitar Slovenian prince. Oh, yeah. But we do all the time. So that's what it's like being around us. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of fucking fun. <laughs> true. Is yeah. what it is. You would love it. Gosh. Oh, what was I saying? Oh, I was talking about the fourth line. So with Lewis out, though, we've been seeing a lot of Clifford and Nolan. And one thing that has baffled and amazed me is how often that that line, often with, of course, Mike Richards centering it, but seeing that line get rush opportunities, like opportunities off the rush a lot. I feel like it happens way more than it should be because I don't have these moments where I'm like, yeah, yeah, they're on the rush, like get a shot off. It's Jordan Nolan with yeah. the puck. It's always like, oh man, they they you know, they've got the puck, you know, they're they're setting up a play. Who's got like what's that jersey number? Oh. Right. It's Clifford. <laughs> Lower my expectations. Yeah. We'll see what happens. But and they have a lot of them, so I guess good job for because the Kings, I mean, they're not really like a checking line or anything, and they're not a shutdown line necessarily, even though that's kind of what they end up doing in their own way. Like they do it actually by being a little more offensive than I expected, yeah. where they end up in the other team's zone and they sort of eat up a couple of minutes, let other guys rest. But I'm still just like, if you could finish, it would be amazing. Not that they're not trying. True. Not that they're not getting opportunities. I guess but... I can't blame them for getting confused <laughs> when they get to the net. What am I doing here? What am I supposed to do? <laughs> Although, um, uh, <laughs> Andy Andrioff, sorry. This is okay. This is, this is not even funny. No. 
ever since am I actually going to talk about this tweet? Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 Okay. So I have realized that I have a hard time now saying Andy Andrioff's name only because after he got into a fight with Tyler Myers in the Buffalo Sabres game, um, Lauren Belfoy on Twitter tweeted, "Keep what is it? Reach for the sky." Andre Andioff. <laughs> Andre Andioff. And I don't know why that was so unexpected and funny to me, but now that's all I think of him as is Andre Andioff, and it gets confused in my head constantly. And as Chanel was explaining to this, this to me, because I hadn't seen it when it was it was first tweeted, um, all the on the two Andres that I think of, the three Andres that I think of actually when I think of Andres are cheap one or cheap champagne. True. One. No, oh, that's appropriate for him. There you go. Two, um, if anyone else watched Project Runway back in the day, uh, Santino was a designer who would regularly mock Tim Gunn um, and the way he spoke and his relationship with one of the other designers (laughs) named Andre. And so the bit would go, Andre... Uh, are you really was, are you really gonna wear that to red lobster andre if, that bow tie is hideous if not that it even makes sense except no. to me personally if andy andrioff does something <laughs> we'll we'll play that right. um, and then three if anyone watches the league the character of andre and i'll just put a period at the end of that because if you've seen yep. it you know exactly what i'm talking about so andre's andrioff andre, andre, andre andrioff so as i was saying um Andre Andioff, also a person who plays on the fourth line and stuff, loves to fight. I'm surprised, actually, that he didn't fight anybody today, because he seemed to want to go with Scott Hartnell after he was being, like, ridiculous. But in general, he, he is also, I, I have seen, not reluctant to try to get shots off and stuff. He hasn't had a goal or anything yet. But, I mean, I don't know if you've noticed him at all, but do you have any thoughts on Andre Andioff? Um, one, I still kind of forget that he's there True. because I asked you, why is Brad Richardson on the ice? <laughs> but I mean, he, it, it's one of those things. Mm-hmm. He's been inoffensive. Yeah. Beyond getting into fights and, you know, he's done things well, he's done things poorly, but nothing too great and nothing too terrible. So I'm, I'm still waiting to pass judgment on him. Right, right. Which is good. I he's mean, fine. he could have come up and been like a hot mess, yeah. but he's not so far. He's, I mean, he's not the best, but he's not the worst thing I've ever seen, so. Gold star for not being the worst thing. <laughs> Good job, Andre. If I ever, oh, see, this is going to be a funny thing only to me when I do it, is that if I meet someone and I just don't like them, like my subtle dig is to be like, what was your name again, Andre? And then I'll laugh to myself and then walk away. Why is it so funny to me? I don't, I, know. I don't know. But it is. It's one of those, it's one of those things that for whatever reason, it's just like um, our favorite set of three tweets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, this this podcast has sincerely <laughs> just gone off the rails. It's Halloween. Um, sorry about because that like that thing we just laughed about. I can't even explain. Yeah, really. No. It's just a visual joke. But we'll both separately think about that tweet in our everyday lives and start laughing. Yeah. Anyway, so again, fourth line surprising me in certain ways, um, and also still getting away with being pests because again, Jordan Nolan did poke Scott Hartnell and get him to swing his stick at the bench and drew a penalty. So. I like when Jordan Nolan is being useful in that way, because I feel like actually last season, early on, he was doing the same thing, where he was being really effective at being sort of pesty and getting away with it, or like baiting guys into trying to, in- like, into instigating a fight and then yeah. not 
um, taking that bait. And then he stopped randomly after a while. Then he just started taking a lot of penalties, and that's how he ended up sitting a lot more and like becoming scratch. But he's off to an okay start, I think, this season. And I liked his comments about how like he knows how good the Kings are, so it's always a battle yeah. to stay in the lineup. Mm-hmm. And so he's working his hardest to you know, do his best yeah. and stay in the lineup. So Jordan Nolan wants to keep his job. Yeah. I like you, Jordan Nolan. I, like I it. really do. Healthy competition. Yeah. You still have the best hair on the on the case. That is absolutely true. <clears throat> I don't care what the poll says. Unrelated to the lineup well, except for in the way of I thought it was funny for it's for other teams because it hasn't affected the Kings yet. But Michael Russo who covers the Wild um, tweeted about how both the Blues and the Wild like have had players get sick with some sort of weird bacteria where like their jaws are like swollen and they don't feel well and so look he was looking at the schedule and realized that the only thing in common with those two teams is they have both recently played the kings and the ducks so his tweet was i'm no doc but st louis blues bacteria issue our same symptoms swollen jaws as minnesota wild one common denominator both in la anna and la rooms last week i think that's hilarious <laughs> Uh, just the idea of Southern California teams like being so hard to be, I don't know, like infectious or whatever, but both of them being like immune to I just it. assume they're like bad weather bodies. Right, yeah. You can't, just can't handle it. Can't handle it. They're like, the weather's too nice. It's October. It should be awful. But instead, it's sunny and I wore shorts. <laughs> you just can't hack it down here. Yeah. Don't blame bacterias. Right. Just because you couldn't win. Blame your crappy... Probably better than my immune system because yeah. you can handle cold and stuff, and I can't. Yeah, no, I'm, I'll stay here. I'm a baby. In our toxic wasteland, apparently. Yes. <laughs> but I thought that was really funny. And then because Deadspin actually made a post about it as if it was, like, at all investigative and serious. Breaking news. Right. Is something happening in the Los Angeles Kings in um, Anaheim Ducks locker room? I think everyone's just too caught up in, like new Ebola things right. popping up. They're, they're like bacteria. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Must be legitimate What are you news. infecting people with? No outbreaks over here. Calm down. But I thought it was kind of funny. And I think, I don't know, that's kind of it. I mean, um, I don't know. Do we want to talk about Voinov updates at all? Uh, one thing I guess we can talk about real quick is that there's an update to the Voinov situation and that his lawyer has conducted investigations. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they still need more time basically to before anything really happens if you want to hear more about kind of the beginning of this pre anything pre any of this lawyer stuff but kind of like news right when it hit out um in case you missed it we did do a podcast about it last week so or earlier this week i suppose so go check that out yeah yeah i don't want us to dwell on it too much here because i it's really important to me for people who aren't comfortable with hearing that or like are triggered by the discussion of domestic violence or whatever have an opportunity to not hear about it yeah um so i don't want to spring it on them here or anything but if you are interested in hearing that podcast and you didn't go and check it out it's the last episode also if you're interested in reading more about it there was a post by our friend Shayna uh, Naomi, who um, has written for App Magazine and also wrote for us once last season. So she has an interesting piece about like more questions we should be asking. So if you're interested in those things, you can find that on our website or you can listen to the other podcast. Um, it's still ongoing and there's still a lot of questions and things that need to be asked and answered. Uh, and I think that is kind of it for like King's yeah. type of news. Have you been in watching any other teams this past week? No, I haven't. <laughs> Actually, I, I watched the the... I watch a lot of hockey games, but let's be honest, I watch them in bars with the sound off, so. Right, right. Nothing too memorable Nothing for you. too 
particularly memorable for me. Um, I am surprised by the number of hat tricks that have happened yeah, this season. Yeah, okay, I will say that. That is very surprising, which is why when I was hoping for a hat trick today, I was like, it wouldn't be, you know, right. out of place. It's the King's turn. Yeah. Jeff Carter had one in the preseason, but it's the regular season now. I want another hat trick. Corey Perry has had two hat tricks already. Corey Perry is a monster. Corey Perry is the sickness, but he has two hat tricks. It's an okay disease, I guess. You say he's the sickness like he's like Typhoid Mary. (laughs) (laughs) Send him out to an island. He could be. Quarantine him. I don't know anything about him. (laughs) But yeah, he's had a hat trick. Mason Raymond in Calgary. Um, James Neal just had one. Oh, yeah, that's right. Single-handedly. Yeah, won that game against the Blackhawks. Won that game against the Blackhawks, yeah. Uh, Yeah, that's pretty crazy. So I'm ready for... Um, and the 70s line, like, they have had a number of games where all three of them have had goals. So, you know, they have a line hat trick, so to speak. Yes. But I'd like an individual player on the Kings to also have a hat trick. Yeah, they are not. We call them collectively that 70s line. But right. you are separate people. Yes. You S- can score a hat trick. All please. of you score three goals one night. Yeah. That would be fun. God, wouldn't that be fun? That would be insane. I would talk about it for the rest of the season. <laughs> For the rest of my, I would make commemorative t-shirts for it and wear only that. Like the blues commemorative, like yes. round one game, one poster. Remember that day where... Oh, I, I would totally forget the Gustl, uh, you know, calendar. Let's just do a remember when. Yeah. That yeah. game where that would happen. Oh, it's almost November. I'm so excited about the use of the Gustl calendar. Mine is already up. I have already nice. put in Thanksgiving and any sort of work things. It's really cheery. Important. And then everyone has asked me, is that your dog? Yes! <laughs> Slash your boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wish. <laughs> it is neither. I would just say yes. There were a couple people, like, when everybody was doing the Justin's, uh, Justin Williams lock screen, <laughs> that would ask me if Justin Williams, is that my boyfriend? Yes. Yes, it is my boyfriend. This dude who, on his shirt, it says LA Kings hockey. Yes. Um, who was that person who um, had Andre Kopitar and, like, Matthew Perry as their lock screen, and someone asked, are those your dads? Oh, someone on Tumblr. Oh, okay. I don't know who it was, but we did see this random Tumblr <laughs> post where someone did have uh, a lock screen with Kopitar and... And Matt Perry. From the TV show Friends. <laughs> it's not some unknown person, you know? Like, I feel I like, no matter what, whoever you are, you've seen at least an episode or two of Friends in your lifetime. Oh. Probably at least ten. <laughs> Are those your are those your da- are those your two gay dads and their dog I or what you know it. whatever it is? <laughs> so lock screens and kings players on walls apparently evidence for your for your love life. Right. I'm sorry. I forgot <laughs> right. that. Right. Are it's amazing. Are those your dads? <laughs> oh god. All right. We have gone on too long about nonsense. But oh, one cool thing I want to mention. So like the kings are doing the business of hockey thing again this year it's a little more spread out so one of it might be the last day that they're doing it's january 10th they actually have an analytics day which i thought was pretty interesting because of course everybody's very interested in advanced stats and whatnot um the fox sports broadcast recently had uh in one of the king's weekly episodes um eric from jules from the crown on they've shown they haven't called it corsi every time but like they've shown like shot attempts in periods and stuff so that's been pretty cool and now they have this panel and i've i've been curious about like who the kings have working in advanced stats especially because they've been like 
yeah, we use it, but kind of yeah, vague about yeah, it. Yeah, to what extent uh, right. do they use these analytics just to know? It is it like is it a large and active part of why they do what they do? Uh, kind of things like that. You're right. So on their panel, they have Aaron Lavalley or Lavalley or how, I don't know however you pronounce it, and he is actually I think uh, in charge of marketing analytics because it's CRM analytics, um, which I know is, has to do with market research and stuff. But they also have Tom Braun who. I think is more associated with analytics and research for players. And then they have some um, Nelson Emerson, who's uh, in player development, and Lee Callens, who is a part of scouting operations for the Kings. So it looks like it'll be a combination of talking about um, sort of broader like Kings Entertainment, like the way that they use analytics to gauge what their audience wants, and then also how they use it to evaluate players as well could be interesting. I think it's pretty cool that they have that panel. Yeah, we went to one of the uh, Business of Hockey panels last year, and it was extremely well done. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of fun, so. Yeah, I can't remember, I should look up his name, but I can't remember exactly the guy who I think works in the marketing department who was talking about, like, how the Kings use Twitter and whatnot. I don't remember if we told this on the podcast, but he had this great story about how when that infamous tweet of, like, you're everyone outside of Vancouver, you're welcome, mm-hmm. how, um, their bosses basically were like who tweeted that and were kind of and were pretty mad like they were looking for someone to take responsibility for it and luckily because the twitter is or at least at the time was not exclusively run by just one person constantly or like not just the responsibility of one person they were kind of able to sort of protect everyone yeah and but think about it now like all of the teams tweet the way that the Kings Twitter does. Yeah. Um, and not that they copy them constantly. I think teams have done a good job of sort of developing their own identity, but it was really cool to have this panel about a way that the Kings were really innovative and sort of changed sort of the social media landscape in that way. Yeah, well, they're not the exact same, obviously, like you said, like the Kings, they at least realized that their official Twitters needed to create some sort of identity. It mm-hmm. wasn't just goal by so-and-so. Right, yeah. You know, have a little personality, have a little, like, intrigue into it. Develop your own, you know, narrative and, and personality and what have you. So, yeah, that was very interesting. I think a lot of teams, too, it's do great panel. Um, a pretty good job of it. I will say a Twitter that consistently embarrasses me with how bad they are at it is not even a team Twitter. It's the NHL on NBC Sports Twitter. you were going to say that one. <laughs> They're the worst. We congratulated them last season for learning how to screen cap their own images. Ugh, they're so bad. The NA, okay. NHL on NBC Sports would take cell phone pictures of like a screen that they were watching of that they were watching of their own broadcast. Yeah, and they're still they're still not that clever. And I get it; they have probably some different types of restrictions because yeah. they are tweeting at a broader audience. Beyond... And they probably have to tweet like, "Oh, it's rivalry night, so we have to promote this, that, yeah. you know, make sure people do this yeah. and say this and what." Whatever. But like a thing they did last week, just a brief mention of went off here. Um, they tweeted out a screen cap of his lawyer statements without any context except for the words speaking out and it's like come on like why would you tweet that out like it seems incredibly biased and they realized that pretty quickly because people complained and deleted it but i'm just like you're such an embarrassment (laughs) just stop it please was it them who was like do you think hockey should like continue to be in the nhl or something like that which should be a part of the nhl should hockey yes that was them (laughs) i understand that you know mistakes like that happen but 
they're so embarrassing all the time. But yeah, it happens. It's pretty consistent. <laughs> Whatever. But teams, good job. Yeah. And I like that the Kings um, have panels like that and that potentially there could be something to learn from this analytics panel. These things aren't free. So, you know, check it out if you want to. I think the, the link with- for it was like lakings.com slash um, BOH. Because business of hockey, or right? Yeah, yes. I think so. Um, so look at it. Uh, I think it's like a hundred bucks. But you also get to go get to a game. Yeah, we got to go to a game, so yeah. that was good. And uh, could be could be interesting. You might have a story to tell us. I would like to know what's happening at that panel. Yeah, I would love to know what's happening about. at every panel. Yeah, I think I think that's all for yeah. us for this week. It's a fun one. Kings won everything, so I have no complaints. <laughs> We're laughing and telling stories, <laughs> right. talking about our gay dads. <laughs> been a good week in <laughs> in king's uh king's country i suppose my gay dad's on jacob what if you did that what if you just like had like a framed picture of them i, I want to know how many... is my age so. <laughs> that's true <laughs> i should do it anyway <laughs> fine more realistic a picture of robin regeer and someone else. Just I'll a framed anyway. picture at your desk. It'll be super confusing, too, of course, because they're, like, both white, and <laughs> I'm very clearly not. But I will totally tell people that, like, Matt Berry and Andre Kopitar are my, like, adopted like adopted parents. If we so. both have a picture like that, it's kind of funny because they're just like, oh, they're helping, you know, those poor souls as your black and I'm Asian. So it's like, it's one of those things. Oh, uh, we have conversations like this all the time. <laughs> um, we're clearly feeling pretty good. The Kings are doing pretty well. Hopefully they go on the road and continue to win games. And um, hopefully Andre Kopitar is not injured long-term or anything and continues to play. And we get Gabrick back soon and we get Lewis back soon and things remain awesome. But until then, take care of yourselves, everybody. And we will talk to you next week. Goodbye, friends. Bye, all